<laughs> yeah. But we just need like Nestle executives yeah, on here finally, to talk about posting. It I was mean, Nestle, wasn't it? Um, I think it, I thought it was. Might be General Mills. Uh, but actually, I think Postum is owned independently now. I think someone like bought the name oh, really? a while back. Yeah, I mean, oh. amazingly, they were able to yeah. get Postum for dirt cheap. So you mentioning Postum reminded me we were at Rite Aid the other night, not a sponsor, by the <laughs> way, and they had like all like their section of like Hostess cakes, yeah. right? And I, I don't remember like what Hostess calls this version of the cup of like their baked good or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But it's like the, the, the chocolate cake in an oval sandwiched with cream in the middle. It's like a not it, it's not a ding dong. I don't know what it is. Not covered again not in covered chocolate. Covered in chocolate. Is that a um something about an alligator? Yeah, I don't know. But it, it's it's that thing. Yeah. Uh when it's made by Drake's it's called like the Suzy Q or, or yes. like Okay, or, that's or like, I, I know like, what you're talking about. Yeah. But they had uh, Hostess coffee cakes as well, but these like cupcakes that Hostess made the the Devil Dogs or whatever. Yeah, uh, they're freaking huge. Really, they were so much bigger, and like it's even said on the package, fifty percent more cake. The big boy. It was the big boy. <laughs> so I was looking to see if Hostess had a big boy coffee cake, yeah. and they don't. Ah. They, they have a two pack of like the ones that we tried. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks a little less crummy, mm-hmm. but it's still the same size. Yeah. I want the big boy. And, Where and is the big boy? And that and Hostess makes Drake's? No, 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 oh, no. Oh. They just had like the you Hostess just want, stand. Now you just want a big coffee cake. I just want a big oh, coffee oh, cake. Oh, got it, got yeah. it. It doesn't have to be Drake's. I mean, I'd like it to be Drake's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I want I want a Drake's big boy, but I will settle for a large sized coffee cake. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be one out there for you. Oh, I know. And you're going to find it you're going to find it at a convenience store or a Rite Aid like you said because oh, yeah. it's going to be sold individually. That's what you want. Yeah, and it's going to be in a box like that expired 6 years yeah, ago. Yeah, probably, yeah, probably cuz no one no, no one, one's no, buying coffee this. Coffee cakes are just not hot anymore. I don't know why. Man, I love a good coffee yeah, cake. I know fun, I've said that me. before. Yeah. Uh but like my, my favorite one to get is probably Starbucks, honestly. Yeah. Not a sponsor. Right, right. <laughs> I'm just um, gonna drop that every like three minutes. I think if I had now. to go with a coffee cake, if there, if someone was like, go to the store and buy a coffee cake, I'd buy Entenmann's. You think so? Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I would. I don't, I don't think know, I've ever had some, Entenmann's for some reason. Uh, I and, should try Entenmann's coffee cake. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we will. I do know that um, Entenmann's will come up. I think much later in the show. Um, maybe that's why it's on my mind. But I, <laughs> I just I think whenever I've had coffee cake like at someone's house, it's been Entenmann's for some reason. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because it comes in like a loaf. I don't think I've you know ever had Entenmann's. Anything, mm. honestly, I, I'm pretty sure they're still around, right? Blue oh, yeah. and white box. Oh, yeah. for sure. I know they're still around. I think they're, it's just because it comes in like such a big loaf. Yeah, it's, that's it's what you want. Every, it's at every grocery store. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I've just never had it. I never had any of their cookies, cakes, mm-hmm. w- whatever they make. I don't yeah. know. Welcome to No Hugging No Learning. <laughs> it's a show about one thing: talking about baked goods. Yeah, baked mostly goods. by intimates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a one. It's a show about one thing: watching Seinfeld for the first time. I'm Tim Murphy, and I'm Ted Hollowell. And today we're going to be talking about The Trip, Part 1, uh, which aired August 12th, 1992. But before that, um, yeah. we do have some homework to get to. Uh, first, we wanted to know more about 30 Seconds Over Tokyo. Yeah, which th- Kramer, 30 Seconds to Mars. Yeah, 30 Seconds same, to Mars. Same thing. <laughs> uh, Jared Leto definitely just stole the name. and, and re, uh, 30 Seconds Over Tokyo. And Kramer is watching it when he... Uh, uses his key to go into Jerry's apartment in the middle of the That's night right. to get his corn pop- right. popcorn popper. And it is a 1944 American war film based on the true story of the Doolittle Raid, which was America's first retaliatory airstrike against Japan, which have you seen huh. um, Pearl Harbor? 
the movie? No. No. Okay. It's I I really like it. Affleck. I like Alec how I had Baldwin to clarify. Like no, yeah. I, no. But I watched the actual incident of the, Pearl Harbor. I, I was it. I was there in 1947. No, I. You haven't. could have been to Hawaii and then said, "Yes, I've seen Pearl Harbor." Like oh, the actual oh, harbor, like, like the monument. Yeah, like the harbor yeah. itself. Oh. Uh, and I wouldn't have. I I would have needed to say I should have been more specific. <laughs> Man, well, I will clarify <laughs> and I will say I have not seen Pearl Harbor on any account. And anything you've, anything. Never, you've never even seen uh, what is that movie? Tora Tora Tora. Have you ever seen that one? No, no that's another old uh, <laughs> movie about the whole thing. Uh, that, but that sounds so, like a good Jerry Seinfeld reference. Though that he'd pull yeah, out of his back pocket. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure Tora 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 <laughs> might even come up. But yeah, so, you know, Japan uh, bombed Pearl Harbor, and then this uh, guy played by Alec Baldwin in the movie um, okay. organized a raid. It was very difficult for them to bomb Japan, but they figured out a way to make the planes light enough and carry enough bombs. Anyway, it's, it's uh, you know. If you've if you've seen it or or have learned history, which is where uh, all, all I know is my um, history is from movies. So uh, it was <laughs> okay. four months after the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. Uh, I also want to know how long it had been since we were at Monks. Yeah, did you find that out? Yeah, we were, we saw them in the Keys, and I think you were right about this uh, last week. But it, I, I confirmed it. The Boyfriend Part Two was the last time we were in Monks. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Jerry is questioning his relationship. So it wasn't with, that long, but it felt. It was really four episodes long. without Monks. It felt really long. Oh well, yeah, a month in episode time, week to week, but it was a month for us. But those episodes, remember, aired very that's far apart. True. So that's true. It had been a long time since anybody had seen Monks before. Yeah, because I mean, but between like two of the episodes there, I don't remember if it was if it was between the keys and the episode prior, but there was a month before. Uh, or no, it was uh, two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks before yeah. the keys and the episode prior, and between the episode prior and the and that episode prior yeah. was a month. Yeah, so it's like like three months ish. Right, right. Yeah. But we hadn't talked about monks in in a month. Yeah, it'd been a month without monks. And then I was just curious. One of the running s- series jokes uh, that we were talking about last week that made it extra funny in 1992, Kramer popping up on Murphy Brown was the fact that it was a running joke that Murphy Brown could not keep a secretary. Yeah. She was so difficult to work with. And during the show's 10-year run, she had 93 different 93? secretaries. 93? Yeah. And some famous people, like I How said, How many episodes were, what were there? Oh, Murphy no, Brown? I don't know. It's okay. You said 10 years, <laughs> ten year though? 10-year run, yeah. So I'm guessing like 10 years, 10 seasons, maybe yeah. r- roughly 20, 20 episodes let's a say. season. They might have had the shortened couple like Seinfeld did. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, if there's 93 episodes, that's like one every other episode. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and there, like I said, they they kind of made it fun and did cameos and stuff. So another Seinfeld reference here: JFK Jr., who's popped up on the show uh, oh, a couple yeah. times in discussions, was played one of Murphy Brown's secretaries. Really? Uh, oh, jeez. I mentioned this one. I thought it was Pee Wee Herman, but I think it was just Paul Rubens. Okay, N- not, you know, the, Pee-wee not the Pee Wee character. But for Paul some Rubens. reason, yeah. For some reason, I thought I remembered it actually being Pee Wee Herman. I mean, but have you seen Paul Rubens out of character? He is pretty much Pee Wee Herman. He looks very Pee Wee like. Yeah, it's I true. I mean, he it's true. is Pee Wee Herman <laughs> yeah. just without the gray suit. And yeah. just don't put him in I a still remember being a kid and seeing his <laughs> mugshot and going, what the hell is that? Have you ever seen his mugshot from his arrest? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, but then, you know, you see him in stuff like Blow or you see him uh, in pictures, you know, and Pee Wee's in there somewhere. Um, Marsha Wallace. Who you might know as Edna Krabappel. Oh my God. Uh, was one of the secretaries. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell uh, oh had God. a cameo as a secretary. Vicki Lewis, not a cameo. This was a straight up acting job, but she went on to play Beth 
from News Radio. And to this day, I contend. Okay, do you remember News Radio? Do you ever watch that? It's a great show if you ever have a chance have to not. check it out. It's no. it gives amazing it. it gives amazing Hartman, great Phil Hartman, great Dave Foley, Andy Dick's hilarious, Joe Rogan. I, I mean oh, listen yeah. to this. Cast. I knew I, mean, I knew I wanted to look yeah. it up. Um we I got were, I got the first couple seasons. I think I might have the whole series. Oh my on god! DVD. Really? Yeah. Can yeah. I borrow it? Yeah, sure. I think awesome. I can do that for you. Yeah, because yeah. we I know we wanted Grace and I both wanted to watch it. We were yeah. watching a Phil Hartman documentary one time. By the way, documentary itself, absolute what shit. What was it called? Oh, really? Okay, never it, mind. It was like I'd a, be interested in it, that. But. It was um. Oh no! It was uh, the Eat Your Hollywood Story. Oh, it was awful. Okay, it was yeah. So bad. That makes sense. But they were talking about <laughs> news radio for a bit. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, how did I never know? That Phil Hartman, like one of my favorite SNL cast members of all time, yeah. and obviously uh, Troy McClure from right, The Simpsons, right. was on a show about radio. Radio, yeah. this is incredible. I know, it, it, and it's and it is hilarious. But um, th- this woman, Vicky Lewis, played Beth on the show, and then there was another show called Victoria's Closet or something dumb like that. It had <laughs> Kirstie Alley and a then also mostly unknown redheaded actress named Kathy Griffin. And her oh, character was Lord. a complete ripoff <laughs> of the Beth character, sassy mouth, obviously a redhead as well, and just like, and then Kathy Griffin shot to stardom, and Vicky Lewis, who was ten times funnier on news radio, languished wherever. Yeah, I yeah. don't know what she's up to these days, but she should be more <laughs> famous than Kathy Griffin because Kathy Griffin's so annoying, and Vicky Lewis was talented. Wait, why did Kathy Griffin become popular? This is no Kathy Griffin, no learning. Yeah, uh, welcome to our new show. I wish show. I could. I wish I could track her career, but that that show was a br- pretty big stepping stone for her because Kirstie Alley was the just big Mur- name just on Murphy that Brown show. Murphy Brown or News Radio. Um, oh, are you, who are you talking about? Kathy Griffin. Kathy Griffin. Kathy Griffin was on the show called Victoria's Closet. Oh, or whatever okay. the do- it was about a fashion magazine. Okay, gotcha. So it was the same kind of thing. Radio on this side, magazine over here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so yeah, but um, but so there she was play- basically the same character. And I thought a total ripoff of what Vicky Lewis was doing. Gotcha. Just took like all the parts she wanted to, mimicked them, and somehow became a bigger star with this watered down version of the great Vicky Lewis. In the final season of Murphy Brown, Don Rickles. Was the uh, secretary <laughs> whose abrasive nature rubs everyone the wrong way, uh, obviously. And he was followed by the 91st secretary, Sally Field. So they were really upping their cameo game yeah. in the final season. And then the final episode, the last secretary was Bette Midler. Wow. Playing, okay. uh, playing uh, her secretary. Yeah. So right. that was a big deal, I guess, back when, when uh, in the 90s when Murphy Brown was ending. So, All right. And well, I, think that, I believe they've continued that through the reboot. I didn't, uh, I didn't do enough research oh about God. the 2018. Yeah, I forgot yeah don't forget it came back reboot. last year. Yeah, Is yeah. it still on or did it get canceled? Uh, I, it, neither. I don't think it's still on and I don't think it's been canceled yet. I think they're probably looking to whether they're going to bring it back. I know it's on the <laughs> bubble. Yeah. Okay. I, didn't, I did not watch it. but It, um, it, it, uh, it definitely did not get the, uh, the press of the new Roseanne right, reboot. Right, or even the Connors. Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, if only Candace Bergen had gone on a racist, a racist Twitter tirade, <laughs> an ambient-fueled racist Twitter tirade. Um, okay, that's all I got for homework and, and extra credits with that Murphy Brown talk, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, before we get into everything else, uh, one small bit of news. Our Reddit downvoter demanded that this episode, okay. we start out season four with the most researched episode ever. Did you do any additional research uh, for the nope. episode? Nope, same thing. Okay, same thing as always. We, uh, we got uh, same shit, By the different way, day. I have news. Uh, since you mentioned news, I forgot. Can I do current events here, or do you have something else to talk about? 
Uh, no, I don't have anything okay. else. Go ahead. Did you see the parking space in real life play out this week in Los I Angeles? I saw that you tweeted something about it from, from our Twitter, from the No Hugging Twitter. In Los Angeles, <laughs> one car trying to back in, one car trying to nose in. Oh, my This person God. was recording it and, and had a Twitter thread going. Yes. The standoff lasted over an hour and a half. Uh, and I don't even know how well, it ended. Well, that's not even I wish that long compared to the episode. Compared to the episode, which goes from day to night. But we yeah. know day to night happens instantaneously in the Seinfeld that's universe. True. So don't forget there about that. There is no sunsets. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the, the parking space, and I should have actually read the article or the Twitter thread about it. But So I don't know who won, the backer-inner or the fronter. But um, The backer-inner yeah. or the fronter. <laughs> but we don't find out who wins in the parking no. space. Okay, so maybe that's the way it should be. Yeah, maybe, you know? maybe so, we should not find out. Yeah, it's like we're, the lady and the tiger. We're, we're, we're pleading ignorance on yes. this. Yeah. I like that. I like that. But I, I don't, I, think, I we don't think it's find even out. pleading ignorance. We're like never going to find out because you're not supposed to. Did you read the lady? Well, no, like, like ignorance oh. in like the, the pure definition of ignorance. Oh, we as it, want ignorance. Yeah, we, we are. Willful we are ple- ignorance. Willful ignorance yes. in, in like the, the pure definition of the term. Right, right, right. So. I just can't believe that happened the week we talked essentially about the parking space. Yeah. It played out in real life. And God. Yeah. Uh, it, maybe it happens all over the world every day, and we just don't even realize there are standoffs like this. Yeah. Which, by the way, I had to park in a parallel spot out front of the building today. Uh-huh. I, I wish you could have seen it, Ted. I, I, I felt like I was channeling George. Really? I like, yeah, I, I slid in there, and I cut it at the <laughs> right time. Did you back time. in, or did you pull in? Oh, I, you always back in. Okay. And But I get this, too. Okay, you, so I had to come out of a driveway, and there was... So there was a driveway, a car, and then the spot. So I had to back up, like, essentially probably from where George was. Oh, God. And into, like, oncoming traffic, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, luckily, there was a red light. And so I was like, this is the parking spot. I was like, someone's going to try to nose in right now, and I'm just going to have to stay here. You know, maybe we'll do a mobile podcast from the, from the standoff. <laughs> we'll but do, no, it, do it from our phones. It didn't go that far, but it was great. It was a beautiful <laughs> parking job, I got to say. So I think those are the only current events that I have now. Oh, my God. Well, okay, since we didn't really try to do any additional research yeah. for the episode maybe the downvoter will just be kind of pleased with uh how much we i don't know go in depth with yeah. the episode we'll, we'll see okay. we'll see okay. we'll see if it pleases him but if you listen to the full show you like what you hear give us a five-star rating and a written review on apple podcasts and we will send you a no hugging no learning sticker just get in touch with us if you do you can do so by reaching out to us on twitter at no hugging or sending us an email no hugging no learning show at gmail.com we are not a research heavy show if we skip over something if we egregiously miss something again send us an email we'll touch on it we'll talk about it that being said, season four, episode one, the season four premiere, The Trip, part one, original air date, August 12th, 1992. I was negative four months and eight days old. We're getting there. Yeah, yeah. And I uh, had just a month and a half earlier on July 1st, a very enjoyable 11th birthday. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, 11th birthday. So I just turned 11 oh over the summer, God. over the summer break. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And if uh, if you're looking in the TV guide the night of August 12th, you're going to see Jerry and George search for Kramer in Los Angeles. Special guests George Went, Corbin Burnson, and Elmarie Wendell. Hmm. That must be that old lady. I'm guessing. Yeah. It was either the old lady or the blonde. Oh, right. I, right. I would guess that it's the old lady. Already though. our research is lacking. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember like what you got for your 11th birthday? Hmm, what grade are you? I can't I can never go by age. I have to go by uh, grade. okay, so like kindergarten is fifth and sixth. So <laughs> I'm not gonna i I'm not gonna even if you think about like it, fi- I'm not like gonna fifth remember. Fifth grade, sixth grade? Fifth, fifth or sixth fifth grade. grade. If it was fifth grade, that's interesting because 
we were living in Germany, and so I wouldn't. I would definitely not have been watching Seinfeld at this point, which is which is why I associated with a certain house. We moved a lot in a military family, and so um, mm-hmm. that's why I associate the first time seeing Seinfeld with the house we moved into when I was in sixth grade back in the states, and when I probably picked up watching Got Seinfeld. It. But I can't remember what uh, what I wa- I think I I think I had a birthday. We went outside and played tag. We lived near a playground. Um, but I don't remember what I got. Yeah. I um, I might have still been into GI Joe at that point. That sounds right. Okay. Right? Yeah. yeah. Sounds, sounds right. Um, nice nice reference to Germany, which we'll get into later in the episode for that's, sure. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, do we want to get into things? Yeah, let's do it. We start right. with stand up bit as normal, and just kind of like what I was talking about, how uh, Seinfeld thinks it's crazy that people people can move thousands of miles and just not even think about it. Like, oh, oh, I live here now, and <laughs> he compares it to pioneers who took. Forever to get somewhere. Yeah, they, they took 10 years yeah. one way to go to a place for a season. Yeah. Well, th- then he yeah. talks. So this is really like man of the people Seinfeld, you know, uh, uh, slash S sarcasm note um, where he's like, could you imagine? So he's like, some people move thousands of miles just for the season. Yeah. Yeah. No, they don't. <laughs> you maybe do that, Jerry Seinfeld. And rich New Yorkers go and snow bunnies go from New York to Florida and back. But not no one. No one watching Seinfeld. I mean, people do, I'm sure, but no one has like a place in the Hamptons that yeah. they go live in the spring or weekends and then go back into the Ugh. city or whatever. You, you know, I'm like, that's not very relatable, like, right? Wow, there. you are you are yeah. playing to yeah, uh, yeah. the the rich yeah, of the audience, yeah. the, the rich one percent of just your audience. For the season. Yeah, I mean, there are tons of those people. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like it's not as relatable. <laughs> but yeah, like so, he compares it to pioneers who took you know years and years to move a thousand miles, and he was like, some people move for the season, uh, so. Uh, it was not bad, whatever. I don't know. I guess it, you know, it, it just plays to Kramer moving thousands yeah, of miles exactly. and not thinking anything of it. Well, we live here now, you yeah. know, and, and now we're we're spoiled because it's instantaneous. Yeah, you know, you make it there so much quicker than uh, our than our ancestors. Uh, I did notice uh, that with this now being the premiere of season four, we have the same season three show logo. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I looked at the, I noticed that too. Yeah, blue and yellow. Yeah, and it, some red. Yeah, it's a y- yellow background. Yeah. blue text and uh, like red. Dot over uh, the eye, yeah, I red believe triangle, it is. Yeah. yeah. Then we uh, move on. We're in Monks. Once again, uh, the previously mentioned Monks. Jerry and uh, Jerry and George are entering, and uh, Jerry's explaining, sort of getting people caught up from the summer break, that Kramer was on Murphy Brown. George can't believe it. Uh, and George tells Jerry that Kramer asked him to go to California with him, uh, yeah. and he never told Jerry. <laughs> Uh, and <laughs> Jerry's, you know, uh, amazed that George could keep a secret that long because Kramer told him not to tell. Yeah, which, like, okay, I, I had this pop into my head in the next scene, but I'll just bring it up now because it fits. Uh, are, are we going with real time here? Like, real time has passed? Like, it's been a couple of months because I don't, I don't George is almost so. acting as though this episode of Murphy Brown just aired. I think so. that's what I'm going with. Okay. Because that, you can, that it's not like the the summer has not passed, and I, and I'll tell you why in something coming up. He calls the Murphy Brown set to try to get a hold of Candace Bergen. Okay, so I would think that that was like this first acting job. He's like, I better call to see if they need me again. That's true. Or okay. Oh, or well, we'll, we'll get into it later. We'll right. Get, right. Okay. I I didn't. So we're just sticking with that. It is a, a couple, almost like I mean, ma- yeah. maybe a week or so because he's already a couple like, of weeks later. Right. He's already like, I can't okay. believe I missed it. It sounds like he normally watches Murphy Brown. That's but, right. But maybe you know he's like, oh, I can't believe I missed it. Okay. Also, this is super grainy footage. Whenever they're sitting down in monks, like oh, really? I, I don't know what happened. It must have been between the seasons. In for- 
Like yeah, uh, they, know, they, they may HD. have had a, they ha- they may have had like a very far shot yeah. and like just zoomed and cropped it to fit HD screens. Right, right, like you're yeah. The, when they when they put Seinfeld on TBS and they're like now in HD, it's not really because no. it, it it's was, like whenever the Simpsons it was in four three. It's like whenever the Simpsons uh, made it to FXX yes. and all of the original like eighteen seasons I want to say yes. are now in HD, but they just cropped it they cropped out and the cropped. visual gags yeah there's <laughs> yeah. so many visual gags that are just missing now. unbelievable yeah yeah but uh yeah so I, I it just really stuck out to me and i'm like this looks like we're back in season one <laughs> yeah yeah it's bad yeah yeah not um, great but uh then jerry is talking to george that he's gonna do the tonight show um i i didn't know if it would come up and be important later on so i made a note oh he's doing it on the 28th yeah that was interesting <laughs> yeah yeah i thought so did you did you write that down too? no i didn't okay. but i thought it was odd he said the date i was like what month are we in what uh, and, yeah. and then i was like <laughs> is there something in the previous episode where they mention a day a, a date but i don't think there is i don't, I don't yeah. think so no <laughs> um, so yeah and he asked george if he wants to go they're giving him two tickets and accommodations and uh he's like when i go out there i want to track down kramer we, yeah. can, we can both look for kramer uh and george is immediately, you know, interested in a free trip. Yeah. But then he starts... He's hung up on, like, all the free things that will come with the trip. And yeah. And he's like, okay, well, I, I, is there a meal allowance? I, I need to get clothes. meal allowance. I, I, I need to get a haircut. I need to get a hat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now he's like, ah, oh, then what can I pack? And now I got to do all... You know, so he's, like, weighing whether... These minor inconveniences to George will be worth a free trip to Los Angeles. See the Tonight Show. Free trip to Los Angeles. Stay in the hotel where they put people up when they do the Tonight Show. Yeah, (laughs) like free air, free trip from New York to LA. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And he's worried about like, oh, but I'll have to get a hat. Never mind. You know, I mean, that just that's just so George. Uh, But uh, back on, so now we're on a set of some sort, and this is the first time we'll see Kramer. Uh, We hear him before we actually see what is going on because we see a, a figure in a chair and a bunch of people looking at this person who we're, we're yeah. guessing is Kramer giving it, kind of like it, an inside it, the actor studio yeah, style it, lecture. It looks like he's giving a workshop because yeah. he's a seasoned actor now. He's sitting in one of the director's chairs. Exactly. He's got a pipe. Th- this is part of the reason why I thought like, okay, are we going with real time that it's been a couple of months? Right. Because this is before we get the gag that yeah. I thought like, okay, he's actually successful. I don't know why I would think that. Like, it's this show. Yeah, Why yeah. would I think that, oh, yeah, Kramer's a successful <laughs> actor now. I would maybe argue that um, he he definitely thinks he's a successful actor. Oh, yeah. Because, look, getting on Murphy Brown, that's probably no it's small. It's a big gig. That's probably no small feat. That yeah. was one of the biggest shows back in 92. <laughs> so, um, But also, I would argue that maybe this is the same day. The you same think, day that you he think wrapped, it could be? I think he's still on the studio lot. Oh, my God. At, at uh, Murphy Brown. Because the scene right after, so he gets kicked out. The security guard is like, I thought I ho- told you to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, did you? Uh, um, and, uh, and then he rams through the studio gate. Yeah. See you, Tommy! With a very, in a very nice car. He's, was it the same car? I thought it was the same car. What do you mean? That's Kramer's car. It's not the one that breaks down. It, on oh, the way, yeah. he's in like a, a, oh, a crappy yeah. His brown car sedan. Broke down on the way to Los Angeles. Where yeah, did he yeah. get this car? At? I don't know, but it's amazing. Like Monte Carlo, or not? Not a Monte Carlo. Um, what am I trying to like? A like an Alfa Romero or something? Or Romeo? How do you say that? An Alfa Romeo or something like that. It's like a cool convertible coupe, baby blue. Did Kramer and, steal a car? I don't know. He, you know, he he knows how to wheel and deal. He might have found it somewhere in a junkyard. And Kramer stole a car. Maybe he might have. Yeah, or it's you know just so <laughs> cheap and unappreciated. Maybe the engine's not good, and someone you know maybe he bought it. Maybe it's not the same day, and he bought it with that first big Murphy Brown. Oh. Or maybe Kramer's been squirreling away his money. 
You know, he doesn't do anything, but he also doesn't <laughs> buy anything. You know? It is totally like flew over my head. The I'm fact like, that he's driving this cool car now. Yeah, the yeah. fact that he's driving a car at all. At all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he came, he hitchhiked to LA. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't know where the car came from, but um, yeah, and we don't know why, where this is or where the set is or anything like that, but he gets kicked out by the security guard and I like when he asks, are you an actor? <laughs> like, I don't know why. Is he? I guess maybe he was trying to network. That's kind of what I I think. guess, yeah. yeah. Uh, but we're back in Kramer's apartment and he's trying to call Candace Bergen. Oh, see, I have that we're in the... Um, I wrote down hotel, and I thought it was George and Jerry's hotel. Oh, but he's no, we're not like, there for a while. Yeah, yeah. He's staying at like an extended stay hotel, yeah, I'm yeah. guessing, full of, uh, yeah. It, it says hotel on the outside. But full Las Colinas? I don't know. Yeah, full yeah. of transients yeah, and, yeah. and like people who just like never move to another apartment, I guess. The, the typical L.A. living environment, like uh, an actor trying to make it and people who have been there since 1934. Uh, yeah, or, which, yeah, which we meet Helena. Yeah, yeah, in a second. But you're right. He's on the payphone, um, and he's trying to contact Candace Bergen. Uh, he calls the Murphy Brown set, or someone answers as Murphy Brown, and he says, "Yes, is Candace Bergen there?" And she <laughs> says, "Who is it?" And he says, "So tell her it's Kramer." And then they hang up on him, yeah. and he tries to like perpetrate like he's still talking to her to the guy in line behind him saying oh well i'll just try her at home yeah <laughs> and hangs up the he, he doesn't even hang it up oh like, he doesn't no. he just gives it to the he guy he just gives yeah, it to the guy so the guy up. immediately knows like oh uh, he, he so got hilarious. hung up on yeah yeah, yeah. Now we meet now Helena. We meet Helena, yeah. She hasn't worked since 1934, and I think Kramer says that it was 58 years. Yeah, that's Is not it? bad. That's uh, 58 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she was just in that one Three Stooges short with uh, the dead baby and <sighs> all of the Stooges getting executed. I thought that was hilarious. Jesus. Because she starts describing... She's like, you remember with that? They, the boys play sailors, and I was Mr. Sugar Sugarfield's secretary, Sugarman, Sugar, Mr. Sugarman's secretary. I was Mr. Sugarman's secretary, and they find a baby. Remember, and the baby's been kidnapped, and it's like she's describing what might actually be an actual Three Stooges short. I have yeah, no idea. Yeah, and then she just like slips into what her mind has turned this yes. episode into over the last fifty-eight years, and she's like, "Oh, well, it was actually really sad because it turns out that the babies die." Yeah, but and, it's too late. The baby's dead, and the cops think the boys did it, and then, and, and then the, the the boys go to prison, and they all get executed. And Kramer's like, like I, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if I remember that part, but okay. And, and she's even saying, yeah, it was a really weird, dark turn for the Stooges. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that she's she knows this is a fact, <laughs> but she still can't believe it. Yeah, yeah. I love that, like, yeah, Three Stooges, that t- turns into like a David Lynch <laughs> film at the end. Um, yeah, and uh, oh, and, sh- and she yelled, you know, Kramer's, he's trying to, like, get away from the conversation. Oh, and, yeah, he's just, like, trying to walk yeah, up the stairs. Yeah, yeah, and, and this Dementa-tinged fever dream she's describing. Oh, uh, God. And she yells that she was engaged to Mickey Rooney, and she's overacting yeah. and very overdramatic as an and actress she, from yeah. the 1930s would be. Oh, yeah, and she just... Kramer! <laughs> She's you just know. clinging to Kramer, yeah, and yeah. she asks Kramer to buy her a fat-free frozen yogurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. W- would you buy me a fat-free frozen <laughs> yogurt? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Um, so back in Jerry's apartment, uh, George shows up with... Jerry's got like his... He's like a, a seasoned traveler. <laughs> yeah, you he's, know. he's got like his overnight bag. Yeah, basically, and the hanging bag, I guess. Yes. You know, for his suit, whatever he's going to wear on The Tonight Show. Exactly. George comes in with five bags. Was it five? I counted three, but then I noticed like he had a few more, so I wasn't sure of the final He's total. got one regular-sized suitcase, one <laughs> smaller suitcase that are both on wheels that he's pulling behind him, and then he's got three shoulder bags on. Oh there was one kind of like hidden behind his back that I was like, there's number five. Oh I thought it was four God. at first, but uh, I believe I counted <laughs> five bags. Uh, and Jerry's like, what the, what are you doing? It's, it's, 
three nights or so two nights or two something nights. Like that. Two yeah. nights. He said, "I don't even know if it was two nights." He says, "We're going to be there two days." So it, might just, two days. it might be one night. Yeah, sure. They don't want to put those guys up longer than they have no. to. Why yeah. would you do that? Yeah, they've, they've got to put guys up for the next day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. So two days probably is one night. Yeah, and and George says he dresses to accommodate his mood or according <laughs> to his mood. Uh, and Jerry's like, "You wear the same thing every day," and he's like, "To the to the casual observer, he's, but he seemingly yeah. wears the same thing every day." Yeah, yeah but yeah. within that basic framework, there are subtle <laughs> changes. And I thought this was hilarious. And and Jerry's like, "Well, what's this mood?" He says, "Morning mist." Just very matter matter of factly, he oh, knows. Yeah. Right, he did, it wasn't making something up. That is morning mist. Oh yeah, and this morning mist look, <laughs> yeah. very 2019 big city millennial for sure. Oh really? Is this normcore? This is normcore. Oh, this is like a textbook normcore. Oh, I yeah. love it. Like George is trendy in it's, this. Can, scene. Could you describe it? Uh, what makes it? You know, I, I remember like a mint green, a very light mint green l- pastel. Uh, either either up. a mint green. I, I think it was more of a light uh, pastel blue okay. button up. Okay, sleeves rolled up. A uh, five-panel hat. Yes. Um, the, the only thing that was, or, and even like his glasses. His glasses are very, very trendy. Sure, now. sure. So I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> this, this is sticking out because obviously George is not a fashionable person yeah, in 1992. Yeah. Right. But you copy and paste that same look into 2019. And even the jeans and, the, and what's he wear? Is he wearing like typical white sneakers? That's what I was going to guess. Uh, I didn't look uh, waist down. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, I I didn't <laughs> I didn't look at uh, what pants or shoes he was wearing. Right, but right. like uh, shirt, hat, glasses. I'm like, holy hell! And so if you're looking for Normcore inspo, yes, d- definitely check out this episode, yeah. the first one of season four. Normcore hasn't come up in a long time, not since maybe the first season. Yeah, I think uh, so. It, but it broke really early on the show. It, we talked about it a lot earlier than I thought we would but i'm glad yeah. it's come back up he just needs like a, a members only jacket and, <laughs> yeah. and he's set I'm, i bet he packed one <laughs> uh then we cut to an la crime scene and we have a 20 to 21 year old female murder victim and the cops are talking like it's a crime drama yeah like I a thought, serialized I thought it was like a, a set oh maybe yeah be they were filming it or something yeah because they're talking like you would if you didn't know how to write cop dialogue <laughs> you'd write it like these guys talking like what any you, witnesses what do you think johnny yeah yeah just the trees just the trees yeah oh yeah it was like oh, a pretty little thing she was she, she was somebody saw to that or something oh, like that God. yeah yeah it was like yeah not, I, I, I thought this was a set, and then <laughs> yeah. it ends, and yeah. I'm like, uh, what? what yeah. What's going on here? Then uh, <laughs> we cut to the airport. Jerry and George are leaving New York City. Uh, they're going through security, which for pre-9-11 is you know, pretty uh, pretty good. They, they both get popped for something. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, w- whenever the scene popped up, I'm like, okay, here we go. They're just going to like walk yeah, through, yeah, the, yeah. through the non-existent TSA. <laughs> yeah. They're not, they're not going to like uh, get flagged for anything. Right, right. But sure enough, uh, George walks right through the metal detector and Jerry like beeps constantly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they find George, George's moisturizer in his bag. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Jerry gets wanted and he's beeping all over. It is going beep, 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 beep. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, Ma- what the? It, I think maybe they just did that because they're like, oh, the wand's supposed to make a sound effect the whole time. Like, no, it's, no, no, it's not. Ma- maybe like on that same line of reasoning, maybe it's uh, like just a silent wand as it goes over his whole body isn't funny for TV. Exactly. Yeah. And or, just having it go beep beep yeah. beep 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 beep. Yeah. Ma- makes people laugh. Maybe just not being funny, or maybe it's like the same reason they make you know um, what is it uh, like um, electric vehicles? Like they're putting engine sounds in them because they don't make a noise. Yeah. And they're like <laughs> people find it off putting or. Your your uh, turn signals; those don't need to make a noise, but we're so used to the. 
I to, know, like they do right? that now, you know. So you, you it know, might just be like that. Like the guy would be doing the wand, and people are thinking, "Well, it's not even on. What is he doing?" You yeah, know, yeah. Or it just it would take you out of the scene. <laughs> so adding the adding the beeps put you in the scene. Like the wand is doing something. Yeah, you know. You know uh, what really like messes me up because my car is like that. Yeah. Like obviously the the turn signal doesn't actually make a noise. It, yeah. It's, it's an artificial. It used like, to be in a light going on and off. Like exactly. you can hear the ball. Yeah. But now it's not. Now my car will do that. But if my car is also making like another noise, like uh, another like. Bing yeah. or something, the turn signal sound will cut out and then it'll come back. Weird. And I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> so it just like it just shatters the it's illusion just, yeah. that the turn signal is actually making sound. It's so funny. It's you know, I mean, it's it, if you didn't hear it, you'd go, oh my turn signal's not working or it's not on, and the car <laughs> right? companies were like, fine, we'll put the sound back. You you <laughs> lizard brain caveman, you know, <laughs> you need. <laughs> We can't have anything nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's the it's the sound conditioning. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, if it's not making sound, it's not working. Exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. I mean, it does help when you're not when you're looking at the road and you just flick your turn signal on. You're like, I have my turn signals on. I have yeah. activated my turn signal. You don't have to look down and see that the lights are coming on. So there is, you know, a function to it, but it, it, we don't need it anymore. But they put it in there. Um, uh. Yeah, and I love. This is I actually use this quote all the time. It's not a commonly used Seinfeld quote, but I love when Jerry's being wanded and he goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, I implore you." <laughs> I just love his delivery of that line. You know, people are like staring at him and and he's I don't know what exactly it means, but anytime I'm like kind of frustrated with a situation, <laughs> I say, "Ladies and gentlemen, I implore you." Uh, and I don't even like I said, I don't even know what it means. It just fits in certain situations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just something dramatic you can say. Yeah, yeah. When you have nothing else to say, or maybe Jerry's like, "Isn't there too much security at airline at at, uh, oh you know, at airports?" Yeah, there's just too do much really, security. Do I need to be you know really pulled aside and wanded? You know, yeah. <laughs> Look, look at me. I'm a middle-aged white yes, man. Yes, exactly. I don't need to be wanted. I, I don't raise any red flags. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, none that might whatsoever. Be. Ladies and gentlemen, he might have said, ladies and gentlemen, white privilege. <laughs> I mean, can I invoke white privilege, please? <laughs> um, but anyway, they're off to La La Land, Hollywood, kind of echoing the uh, what Newman said in the last episode, uh, you know, yeah. the, the West the, Coast, whatever. The, the West Coast, yeah. Hollywood, La La Land. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we get a stand-up bit. About and this is a classic. This was like one that was in Jerry Seinfeld's act. I think you know. Was I think it? I remember reading it in sign sign language, his book, and hearing it a couple times. Where he was like, "The closest we have to royalty are the people who get to ride in the little airport carts," which I thought was hilarious. I've literally never seen people ride in these oh, airport carts. Have you? I'm guessing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember. I remember especially as maybe a kid, it's from a bygone era. Maybe it is, but I'm pretty sure they still have them. You know, because you hear them like beep beep. Coming from behind you, and you're supposed to like like he says. I mean, he describes the little airport cart perfectly. You have yeah. to jump out of the way because the airport cart is coming, and there's important <laughs> people on there. And look, wave it. You know, we have to jump out of the way like peasants and wave at the airport people uh, or wave at the cart people, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I mean, I remember, and my sister and I laughing at this, especially because we'd be in airports a lot, traveling to wherever, moving or going to see our grandparents in other states and stuff. And and yeah, the the cart. Once we heard this bit, we were like, that. This is just perfect observational humor. You almost don't need to add anything to it because pointing out how absurd it is that these people are you know being carted around yeah yeah but i he does take it a bit too far because i see a lot of elderly people or disabled people who don't have time to make it from concourse e to concourse a or whatever i don't think i've ever seen 
uh, someone, well, I mean, on top of, like, never seeing anyone use yeah. the cart, I've definitely never seen, like, someone who's just, like, fat and lazy Which is take what one he of these says. Cards. Yeah, if yeah. you're too fat, lazy, or stupid to make it to your game, I'm like, Jerry, lazy. they're disabled. Or, you know, they're differently abled, Jerry. They're, 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 like, they're old. They're elderly. I know. I'm surprised. Give I mean, them a break. Yeah, I know. They might be going to see their grandkids for the last time. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. As, uh, he, he was a little, that was a little too far for me because, uh, you know, if you, not when you brought that up, it made me think about why they're on the cart because they are, you yeah. know, disabled or they are elderly. I'm like, <laughs> no. Again, Jerry Seinfeld, man of the people. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Man of the people. Um, but And then he also hates the moving walkway standers, the people who get on the moving walkways at the at the airports on the concourse <laughs> and then just stand there like it's a ride. And this bit I thought was hilarious. What a great way to like save uh, save it after the like yeah. berating the differently abled. So, okay, whenever you're on a moving sidewalk, yeah. do, do you keep walking or do you ride it? I like to keep walking. It's different now with kids. They like to stop. Yes. Colleen likes to stop. She's, I, she has difficulty getting on and off, so that's true. a hard concept to understand. I gotcha. I like having the option. Yeah. Uh, occasionally, I'll just stay. Yeah. Like, if it's a long hallway, yeah. I'll take that as a break that, hey, this is going to do my walking If you've got a heavy carry-on, you can set it down yeah. for a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. I've never had, uh, like, connecting flights on the opposite end of the yeah. airport, and I've had to, like, book it on the moving side. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess I'm lucky in that sense. Uh-huh. But uh, nine, not nine times out of ten, <laughs> but a uh, majority of the time that I'll encounter a moving sidewalk... I'll just rest. Yeah. I got nothing against the standards. Yeah. I think they're totally fine. Yeah, I, but, I, but yeah. move to one side. Yes, totally. Don't take up the whole aisle. Yeah, if yeah. If people want to walk, let them walk. Definitely. Yeah, don't put your bags. Get everybody out of the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I like, I feel like I'm, I'm, I am moving at super speed. I feel like a oh superhero. Oh my god! Yeah. When you like I feel jump like on the it, flash. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, look at all I'm doing is walking, and you're all moving in slow motion. Yeah. And then I don't know why I'm making the Jason sound. That's well, it. Sounded more like the six million dollar man sound. I that's, thought that's what that's you were the going sound for. I was trying to oh, make. Okay, but you were making the Jason. I was making. I was making the Jason sound. <gasps> what, what, what's, what's the six million dollar like, man sound? Bang, 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 bang. Yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of like that. Uh, and uh, yeah, then the, okay. And then the change in velocity <laughs> when you step off is also really oh fun. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like you're just, like, slapped in the face with reality. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, man, I can't walk at 15 <laughs> yeah. miles an hour. Yeah, but it still feels really <laughs> weird. You're like, whoa, now yeah. it's slowing down. Ooh, it, yeah. It's like if you... If you uh, don't move your feet whenever you get off an escalator yeah, yeah, and you yeah. just let the metal I underneath love that like too. You just lift your toes up. a little bit. You, yeah. you just let it like pry you up <laughs> yeah, and like yeah. slide. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Or how about this? I love getting on an escalator and I put my toes on one step and then so like. I always do that. And you feel like you're levitating, yes. dude. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't believe there's other people that do that. That's so amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah, I love, so the line of the steps is like right where my, right, right where my arches and uh, and the, the step goes up and I'm do, like do you do it for am, going up or going down I do it going up because then See, I feel like I'm levitating occasionally I'll do it like whenever the escalator is going down yeah, so and I'll have like just, just my heels on yeah. the step and then the rest of the step falls out from underneath me and I'm like 
I am God. Oh, I see. I am I like floating. That I Worship see. me. That makes sense, too. Yeah. And then when you get down, the <laughs> step comes back up and it feels like you've landed. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got you. And I'm back to like being humble, like I'll human I'll try being. it on the way down again. I'll have to try it. Because the way up, like floating <laughs> up is, yeah, being lifted up that way uh, is more fun. So I love that. Uh, okay. What a great little stand-up bit. It gave us so much more to talk about. Uh, now we cut to Where the, are we at? We're, we're, uh, we cut to the Hollywood sign. Okay. And then we see another. Uh, production off where we see a production office exterior. Yes, and Kramer is walking into an audition, and there's the. I, I feel like this is an archetype, a stereotype, the condescending receptionist at the production office in Hollywood. You know, I mean, picture the character David Spade used to play on SNL. Do you remember yeah. that? And yeah. you are. <laughs> uh, um, and so he's like, "What audition are you here for? The music video, the horror movie, the exercise tape, or the infomercial?" <laughs> and Kramer pulls out a piece of paper and looks. He's like, and he doesn't say this, but I kind of wish he would have thrown in all of them. But he is there for all of them. Yeah, and uh, we just get glimpses of him doing montage, all of the auditions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, he's awful in all of them. <laughs> yeah. uh, he almost spits up the uh, the uh, some green drink. I- I'm guessing that was the infomercial. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he falls over everyone like doing a high kick for the exercise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the horror movie. He's actually not that bad. Yeah, the horror movie. That's he, probably the most. Yeah, he's a good screamer. Right. Uh, which we'll get into. In and a second. his and he acts with his face. He yeah. really yeah. The music video. It honestly looked like he was wearing blackface. Did you catch well, that? I think he's just super tan. This I, is where I noticed he's amazingly tan now. He is very tan. Yeah. And like the thought of me thinking he's in blackface only lasted for like a second yeah. or two. And then I'm thinking, okay, no, he's just very tan It's now. just interesting they did that. It, it's something well, that... That and he's wearing like a white tank top that yeah. makes him look even darker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still like a, a choice they made. They were like, oh, he's been in L.A. for a little bit. Let's make him tan. Yeah. You know, it was like I wouldn't have noticed that they hadn't made him tan. But I, I like that they yeah. did that. A very good attention to detail. Um, yeah. And so well, when leaving the audition, uh, he picks up a hot blonde that he was also acting with in the horror movie. Yeah. Uh, and he m- bumps into her on the way in. Yeah. Too. He just says, you scream good. Yeah. Yeah. You Which scream is good. Very creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then cut to Insomnia Cafe. Uh, where which I had to look up I, and I, I was like, this is it looks, real? It was a real place. It is still in Los Angeles, I believe, in a different location. And from what I could gather in my brief research, which I did do, uh, amazingly enough, look at this. I yeah. did do some extra wow. research. Okay, yeah, um, I think that's enough, right? Yeah, it's got to be. Uh, the, someone bought the name and maybe moved it to a different location because the business next to it in the show, the address is thirteen seven one six. 13716. And Insomnia today, the address is at 7286. And so either they renumbered the whole street or it yeah. moved. Also, Insomnia today like five is five miles away. Yeah, yeah. If it's even on the same street, you yeah. know, I, I don't know. But, uh, and, and Insomnia today is on a, is right next to a business that's on a corner. And this exterior shot, the business that's next to Insomnia looks too... I'm like, they might have cut off a corner there, but it doesn't look like the same strip mall. If anyone's in L.A. and can can shed some light on uh, Insomnia Cafe... All of our Los Angeles listeners. Yeah! Yeah. There's got to be one out there. Uh, (laughs) Let us know uh, about Insomnia Cafe. But it was, at one point, an actual real-life coffee house that a lot of screenwriters and actors hung out at because it was just right in the middle of everything Interesting. when it okay. was at this location. Yeah, so Kramer and the Hot Blonde are, are sort of just like enjoying some coffee, I guess, and post-audition. I don't even know if they had anything on the table, did they? I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> they no. were just hanging out. Yeah. No. Uh, but like, 
we learn a, not much about this blonde. We, we don't we don't ever learn her name. Yeah. Uh, but we do learn that she wants to do an Ava Braun series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she has the line, "What was it like having sex with Adolf Hitler?" <laughs> what did Ava Braun's mom think of Hitler as a son-in-law? Oh my god. Uh, yeah, but I think this is an interesting callback to the limo because don't forget we had a character yeah. named Ava. Um, oh, and I don't think it is the last callback to the limo, by the way. Um, but yeah, so uh, Chris, uh, this is in response to Kramer giving her his movie treatment, which uh, we find out is called The Keys, which is yeah, hilarious. Yeah, I don't know if you caught that or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think we find that out until Fred Savage rolls in to Insomnia Cafe, uh, who was, of course, very famous at the time. This was mm-hmm. post-Wonder Years, he, or maybe even the, in the middle of it. I should have looked that up. Um, but still a giant star at the time. Yeah. Uh, and Kramer's like, this is my chance. This is, you know, I got to go over there. And he's wearing, by the way, stupid sunglasses indoors. Kramer oh, yeah. is. Uh, and he comes over to Fred Savage and says, hey, like, it's really like right up to his face at the back of his head. He goes, hey. And Fred Savage turns with a start. As anybody would, yes. if if, they, if that was how they were approached, and he said, "Oh, did I frighten you? I'm not crazy." <laughs> Kramer says that. I thought that was yeah, hilarious. You know, the best thing to lead <laughs> off with whenever yeah. you're acting like weird and erratic is, "I'm not crazy." I'm not crazy. You it, know, that, yeah. that's totally. Did I frighten you? I'm not crazy. Yeah, that, that's definitely the most normal <laughs> thing that you can start off a conversation. Yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a normal guy like you trying to make it in this business. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and this was hilarious. So that hilarious then he puts his foot up on a table that's too high to pull the captain morgan move on it's not a tiny ottoman it's like a table it's a coffee table yeah it's a coffee table it's a a table in the coffee shop i should clarify it's not a coffee table yeah that if you sat at would be at armpit height and he tries to throw his leg up on it immediately throws off the equilibrium (laughs) of the table and flips it over i just this was a hilarious bit uh he terrifies fred savage oh yeah fred savage runs (laughs) off and then kramer turns back around to look at the blonde and he just gives like this weird little uh (laughs) thumbs up and he's just like yeah yeah, like, it's the sitcom equivalent of, this is a sitcom trope, and in any other poorly written sitcom, he would have turned around and went, that went well, oh. and ironic, that went, but his thumbs up is the essentially, like, the funny Seinfeld well, version I'm, of I'm that glad, went well. Like, I'm glad that we didn't get the cliche, that went that well. That went well, right, they did yeah. it better, which Seinfeld does, you know. They so did, I will, he turns gi- I will give them and, that credit. And he's like, did everybody see me? I just had a great interaction <laughs> with Fred Savage. I was totally to- misreading it. I was it. totally normal, yeah, I'm yeah. not crazy, I don't know why he would think that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so he totally misread <laughs> the situation and gave us the Kramer, yeah, hey, look at that, yeah. hey, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now at the university, or I'm sorry, the Universal City Hilton, uh, where Jerry and George are staying. Uh, Jerry's on the phone. Is he filing a missing persons report? Who is he calling to find Kramer? Do you think he called Murphy Brown? Uh, I don't know if he. I don't because he's he called describing Murphy Kramer Brown. to no. someone on the phone, and he had the phone book open. Mm. I think he might be filing mis- a missing persons report. I guess. Would he be calling like the LAPD? Or yeah, right. I, I, that's the only thing that I could think of. Yeah, that I don't would know who, sense. who would he be calling to to describe Kramer. And I don't know. J- Jerry's a a, a pretty big a connected guy. Yeah, yeah, maybe he does know somebody yeah, at Murphy Brown. Maybe or maybe he just like knows people in Los Angeles. He, yeah. he knows people like, hey, can you keep a lookout for this guy? Yeah, He's yeah. My friend, He's like from a New private York. investigator or something. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe or, he or looked just, up a PI. Yeah, or just like some comedian friends. Yeah, right. Everyone's connected. If you see him in an audition, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he had he did have the phone book open, but uh, he could have still been calling a a friend or something like that. True. Uh, George is very impressed with 
all of the normal amenities that a hotel room has. Yeah, the, like save the the, um, the, the shampoo, yeah, the the, the conditioner, the shoe buffer. The shoe the, buffer, not everything has. That's true. If, if he said a shoe buffing machine, oh yeah. So, and, but, but he he loses it at the body lotion. Body lotion, <laughs> which every hotel has now, no matter where you're staying. The cheapest red roof in, you'll find body lotion. I think probably not the best body lotion, but it has. Body I wouldn't lotion. use it. Yeah, no, I wouldn't not. use hotel body lotion, but uh, yeah. And uh, then uh, housekeeping knocks on the door. It's uh, with some more towels. It's Lupe. We find out. Yes. Uh, George asked for no tuck on his bed. <laughs> A call back to the limo where they discussed how tightly they. Why do they? Tight do the mm-hmm. hotel bed so tight you can't sleep with your feet sticking up. You have to sleep with them to the side. George mentions all of this in talking to Lupe about asking for no tuck on his bed. Uh, and then he asks Jerry if he wants to tuck because mm-hmm. Lupe's but, like, well, what do I do? But also Lupe agrees with them. Oh, because, it's too tight. Yeah, because like originally like in, in the limo and everything, George is seen as obviously the crazy guy. Yeah. Like, oh, no, I, I don't like having my sheets and blankets tucked in. Yeah. And Lupe agrees with him. Like, yeah, it's too tight to sleep in. It's too tight. Yeah. yeah. George is like, I like the blankets. I like to be in a I, sea I of like blankets. I like to sleep with my feet straight up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is something they mentioned in the, in the limo. How you have to have your feet to one <laughs> side. Uh, but Jerry's like, yeah, give me a tuck. And George is like, uh, he tries to talk him out of the tuck. because yeah. uh, Mostly because Lupe is going to get confused and end up tucking both beds. Or, Not because he cares about Jerry. untucking Jerry and tucking George. Yeah, yeah. Which wouldn't be so much of a problem because I don't know if they've, well, maybe they have slept in him at this point. What do you think? No, I think they just got there. I think they just yeah, got there. Yeah, so it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, because yeah, George is like, obviously, like freaking out about all of this stuff in the hotel. Yeah, room. yeah. They just got there. So it wouldn't be a problem if one was tucked and one was untucked. And well, I guess because they would change all the sheets. So I think it's mainly True. like he's like she's going to get confused. I just why don't you? Yeah. He was like whatever, and Jerry, Jerry's like whatever. I don't care. Tuck, untuck. It doesn't matter. And so he's <laughs> like, so that's two untucks. And then Jerry's on the phone still. And he's like, no, you know, I changed my mind. Give me a tuck. And and uh, and George, you know, is like, I thought you said no tuck. Now you change it back to tuck. And Jerry says, I'm tucking. Or something like that. It's a very Seinfeldian exchange of very. saying the world tuck as many times as you can very. in the shortest amount of time as possible. Jerry, uh, meanwhile, is a perfect joke has been thrown out. He wrote some jokes down on a napkin that was kind of crumpled up on the nightstand, and um, he finds out that Lupe did throw them out. Yeah, and he, he says that uh, they're not supposed to just throw out every, or what does he say? They're not supposed to just throw everything out. Yeah. But no, Jerry, they're supposed to throw out your trash. Garbage, if it looked like garbage. Now, the fact that it had something written on it, sometimes I... You're not going to know that. Like, they're not going to unfurl the, like, the Right, if it was napkin. actually crumpled, yeah. Yeah, if it's a crumpled up napkin on the nightstand, I'm going to assume, okay, someone ate definitely, something. Definitely, definitely. And this is a used napkin. Yeah. This is now garbage. See, I'm I was picturing a crumpled napkin that he had, like, smoothed out that was partially crumpled, obviously crumpled, but had been flattened, but... They, they, they never keep clarify. Saying, that. They never they, clarify. They say crumpled napkin, yeah, yeah. so I'm going with it's crumpled up in a ball. And that was, you know, and I've had stuff. I've come back to a hotel room and, and have like and had stuff I'd written on still there, like they didn't tidy it. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't really need this, but thanks for leaving it here anyway. You know, so it makes total sense. And George defends Lupe in the same way that that you kind of were just now. You yeah, know? exactly. Uh, but uh, George opens up his suitcase and he's like. Hmm, what mood am I in? <laughs> yeah, what yeah. mood am I in? And then we smash cut to Jerry's car, and yeah. they drive right by the printers, and this is just a transition to show that, oh, Kramer was right there. Oh, they, drove, they drove right by him. Oh, my yeah. God. 
Uh, but he's coming out of the printers and he spills his headshots everywhere. <laughs> yeah, as he pulls off in his amazing vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> and a cop picks one of them up mm-hmm. and just looks at it. We, we don't see the cop's face. We just see, like, okay, he's got a badge. He's yeah. got, like, a, a gun, I think. Yeah, that, just a guy walking the beat. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. Yeah. We're, we uh, go to the next crime scene, mm-hmm. which we still don't know is a real crime scene, I guess? I, at this point, I think we do know it's a crime scene. Yeah, because yeah. there was no follow-up there was no to reveal. the previous crime scene being a yeah. TV show. There was no pullback and a director yelling, cut, good job everybody. Yeah, yeah so it's but, definitely real, but the, the, it's still the same two uh, detectives. You know, detectives that yeah. are horribly written, but <laughs> purposefully so. Yes. Uh, and it's the blonde actress from yes. the audition who has now been murdered. <laughs> and the, like, a, I love the fact that they juxtaposed these two guys, the, the guy with the toothpick in his mouth. Like you couldn't write two funnier stereotypes of cops Detectives, in movies yeah. than these two guys. So a normal cop comes up and he's like, oh, we found this on her person, sir. And he's like, on her person. And he like talks tough to this guy. He's like, what's that supposed to mean? He's like, oh, um, I guess it's police lingo. Like, I love the way he's talking like a normal human being. And the other guy's like. Look at that girl over there. She's dead. You know, it's like, like, it's just so funny. He, he, he like berates this guy. You know, on her person. Uh, you know, you're, you're gonna be you're gonna be on transpo writing tickets to senior citizens who forgot their bus pass or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Jesus, like just so dumb. Uh, and the, the cop, like, the normal cop just, like, shrugs it off. Like, yeah, he's not worried idiots. about it at all. Yeah, yeah like, the, this regular cop, this cop on the beat, knows yeah, what he's doing. The uniformed officer. Like, saying yeah. that something was found on her person is right. That's the giving the right term. amount of respect to a, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so like, what, what are you, you going to do? What do you want to say that you yeah. found this, uh, this thing on... The, in this woman's pocket, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Do you want to say... Uh, we found this out of person, sir. <laughs> yeah, what, what do you want to say? Yeah, we were trying to rob her. We were looking for her wallet. And I love that, you know, he ex- explains to someone who was made detective, I, I don't know, I guess it's just police lingo. Yeah. You've never heard it? <laughs> you know, like, um, and it's a copy of The Keys, conveniently ripped so as not to reveal Kramer's first name, which we don't know at this point exactly. in the series. Uh, yeah, and so the, we got a lead, finally. Uh, and then cut to NBC backstage at the Tonight Show. One thing I loved about this is the Quantum Leap poster prominently displayed in the hallways. Really? Of, <laughs> I loved Quantum Leap. I, Have you ever seen it? I I didn't. I've never seen Quantum Leap. Yeah. Uh, I and I didn't see this poster, but I did see Ugh. I did see the Law and Order poster. Oh, okay. What? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's mind blowing. Yeah. Whoa. Like holy. Ninety two. Yeah. Jeez. That, I mean, you hear like, oh, yeah, it's entering its 30th season or whatever, and you, but you don't think about how long ago that actually was. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Jeez. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I loved Quantum Leap with Scott Bakula and, uh, and Al, whatever his name was. So I love the fact that that was prominently displayed. Uh, and then, so Jerry's like got to go off and do something, mm-hmm. maybe his pre-interview, if he got to do panel or whatever, but he's got to run off. And uh, George runs into, well, Corbin Burnson enters yes. the, the, where the hallway and is just sort of standing around. And George is starstruck immediately. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and he's just looking at Corbin Burnson. I'm guessing Corbin is like coming out of his dressing room, like waiting for somebody. Right, right. Because like he just pops out, he looks left, he looks right, and he just kind of stands there. there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but George is like, "Do I have a case for you guys to do on L.A. Law?" <laughs> 
Oh. Had you ever heard of L.A. Law? No. Oh, okay. No. It, it's exactly what I, it sounds like. I'm guessing it's just a like police procedural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lawyer procedural, if nothing else. Yes. Uh, I'm sure there were cops involved, but I, I'm trying to remember who the other big star on it was, like Susan Lucci or something like that. I don't know. Again, yeah. someone you probably nope. have no idea who it is. Nope. But, but yeah, I, I Corbin Burnson was big time yeah. at the time. And I know we've touched on this before. Like, in the early seasons, like, someone coming up to you uh-huh. and saying, oh, I've got something hilarious that you need to do on the radio. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. I'll get right on that. Thank you. Yeah, but he, so George describes how the cat died that he was supposed to be feeding. And was this in an episode? No, no, okay. it's totally. I was yeah. trying so hard to remember. I'm like, <laughs> we seen did, this before? Did, did I skip I was this episode? He did would I describe this? something we'd seen? Because yeah, that would have like, been fun like some, to hear. Something like with the nose job, yeah. or something. I, I was hoping for something like that. But then he starts talking about the cat, and I'm like, um. And I, I would have I loved to have heard something we'd this. already seen from his perspective because he's obviously wrong. Yes, he was in the wrong. But he obviously thinks he's right. Yes, yeah, yeah. The cat died, and he was like, <laughs> it was an old cat. Show me an autopsy that says. <laughs> cat died of starvation and I'll buy you a new cat and he's also like why would I buy a new cat to replace an old cat and also I can go out to the dumpster and get you a cat in 15 seconds you know I mean all these all these so like George things to say uh, and so but and Corbin Burton just like is he's just stone suffering through it yes. yeah yeah uh, uh, then George went later we're in the same hallway talking to George went Yes, and I I didn't know like the actor's name. I I, yeah. I assumed that it was one of the three that are mentioned in the episode description. Right. But uh, Grace was like watching this bit with me, and she just goes, "Norm." Uh, yes, and, perfect. Yeah, and I ask like, "Oh yeah, do you know his name?" Like the actor's name, and she just stalls for a second and goes, <laughs> "Norm." Ah, yeah, That's yeah. all she knew. Norm from Cheers. Yes. But still, you guys knowing a Cheers reference is pretty amazing. Yeah. Like uh, she, she gets the Cheers reference. She's seen Cheers. Okay, you've never seen Cheers. No. Uh, another one that I loved. You know no. that I remember. I remember watching the final episode of Cheers. It was an event. I mean, it was really? like a was, be home and see this event. Was Cheers based in Illinois or was it based in Boston? Boston. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and George Went played Norm, who was always at the bar. And I love G- uh, George telling George Went, enough with the bar already. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, that's so, it's like, it's like telling a writer, a star of Seinfeld, enough with the comedy, you know, segments or, 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 or telling Murphy <laughs> enough Brown, with enough the stand with the, up. Or enough with the news. Why don't we do something different? You know, why don't she get a new job? Or, you know, taking the heart of the show and saying, enough with telling someone, uh, someone from SpongeBob, enough with underwater. Yeah. You know, which t- I do know they t- go. Telling they people, a lot of, telling people from ER, enough with people getting sick. Enough with the hospital. Why don't we yeah. go somewhere else? You know, why, why yeah. Don't, why yeah. don't we go like out to lunch someday? Taking the soul of the show. Like, yes. enough. Why do we always spend time at the bar? Spend time other places. Like, yeah. <laughs> the amazing thing about Cheers was it was basically always at the bar. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and Jerry comes back out, and George is like, I can't believe it. I had two incredibly intelligent <laughs> conversations. Not fan babbling, Not gushing, intelligent yeah. conversations. And George, Again, misrepresenting what actually happened. Oh, yes. 100%. <laughs> Jerry just takes one look at him, and he's like, you have toilet paper on your heel there. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, then we get on the, we're on the Tonight Show, and Corbin's doing panel. It's funny they couldn't get Johnny for this. I'm pretty sure it was Johnny in 92 still. I, I don't know. Maybe it well, was they, Jay. They said Jay Leno. Oh, it was Jay. Yeah, oh, they, okay. Yeah, How about they, that? Yeah, they said The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Okay, yeah. I wasn't yeah. sure when the takeover was, but they couldn't even get Jay. That's even more surprising then. They couldn't get Jay yeah, to be Jay on. Jay Leno was nobody in 92, was yeah, he? Yeah, I, I would. I mean, he was, uh, host he, was a, of the, he was a stand-up. He was a host of The Tonight Show. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the fact that they couldn't even get him to, to do a little cameo. 
And be, so we get so because of that, they can't show anything about they can't show the desk at all. So no. you get these weird close ups of someone sitting in a chair on a set that it may or may not works, be the Tonight Show. It still works yeah. though because like the way they they filter the look of whenever uh, Corbin and George. George Went, I should say, are on the the set. Yeah, they they put a little bit of a static to make it look like this is what is on the TV. Yeah, it's not like. See, I have a feeling there might a- be some of that HD quote unquote static that you saw earlier. In you the, think so? Yeah, I think it had to See, zoom I, in for widescreen. I thought, I thought make, this was a director's effect. Yeah. to make it look uh, an artistic shot so that they could hide the fact that they can't have any identifying traits of the Tonight Show. Yeah, yeah. See, I took it as a four three. Yeah, I took it as a four three shot of a already tight four three mm-hmm. shot that they had to blow up to sixteen nine. Mm, maybe uh, and yeah, but it, but it, but the fact that it works now is is a benefit. Yeah, you know, one of the few benefits. Um, maybe George and Jerry were on the Tonight being filmed secretly by the Tonight Show in that first scene. <laughs> we just didn't know it. Um, oh my god! But yeah, so he tells him. Uh, you know, Corbin Burnson tells an anecdote about. Oh God, people are always telling us they got a great case for LA Law. Like this nut backstage just told me about... <laughs> like just killed, now. Yeah, just now. This nut uh, backstage told me about a cat. He killed his ex-girlfriend's cat, you know. And the cat starves, <laughs> it dies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you won't buy her a new cat. He re- refuses to get her a new cat. George is in the audience and everyone is cracking up around him and George is stewing. Yeah. And not, react, not clapping or laughing or anything yeah. Well, he, he does do one thing. As Corbin Burnson is saying, like, yeah, like that would make a great case for LA Law. Law. Like everyone's laughing, and you just see George mouth the words, "It would." Yeah, yeah. Did you saw, saw that? that. Yeah. yeah, hilarious. Uh, <laughs> like he's, we, he's still well, not <laughs> like he, he's still not like coming down from. Well, yeah, it's obviously a great case for L.A. Law. Yeah, yeah. He's like, well, it would. Well, it would. <laughs> uh, and then we cut to an LAPD station, and obviously the the detectives. Uh, we see the one with kind of the buzz cut. That's one with slicked back hair and the toothpick. But the the one who did most of the talking, the buzz cut one, uh, obviously is tracked down. Where Kramer lives. Maybe there was some information on the headshot. You know, sometimes you print those out and on the back or something, there's more information about how to get in touch with him. Because Helena is being interviewed. Helena. Helena, sorry. Helena is being interviewed. And she is, again, very overdramatic, misrepresenting her relationship with Kramer. I think he's in love with me. (laughs) Uh, It's very dementia tinged, just like her recounting of the Three Stooges short. Um not giving him very uh, good information, we'll say. No, not at all. Uh, and then we cut to George Went on The Tonight Show, who is also making fun of George. Yeah, he's, he's saying, like, yeah, people are always trying to give us advice on, on the show. Yeah. Like, like, this nut backstage just a few minutes <laughs> ago. A few minutes ago. I love, like, they say the exact same thing. Like, this nut backstage <laughs> yeah, yeah. a few moments ago. And, uh, who uh, told us to, any, like, deadpans of the audience, you know, leave the bar or not make it about the bar. And he knows <laughs> that's a hilarious line to yeah. emphasize. Uh, and then back to the LAPD station, the knife hippie is being yes. interviewed. And do you think, I think he's in prison garb. Yes, okay, he is. Okay, I thought so. Yeah, so they must have like, you know, somehow the case has made it to the inmates and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I saw Kramer. Yeah, and yeah. also, did you catch the tattoo on his forehead? Yes. Is he supposed to be in the Manson family? It, it's not a swastika, thankfully. It's not a swastika. So we don't get another limo call back in that way. Yeah, But you're right. It, but So where Manson had a swastika, he has a cross. It, yeah. Well, it, it's more or a of, plus? It's more of a plus sign. A plus sign, sign yeah. Yeah. He I just mean, really yeah. likes math, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a huge fan of addition. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and I think that was new. I don't think he had that in the van. He so. could go into the future and already be a fan of Ed Sheeran. Yeah, plus, of course, yeah. <laughs> I think that was one of his albums. I think it was his first, maybe? Was it? I, 
all of his albums are like there's some like math divide symbol. and multiply and was addition one of them? I, I don't know. Now I don't know. <laughs> I think it was though something like that. Um, but square yeah. root. He's um, recounting that Kramer told him that he had killed a man, which is an interesting callback to that. The, something that Kramer just kind of dropped in because it made him look cool in front of all these hippies, yeah. especially the one with the knife. And he's <laughs> like, and the hippies able to recount exactly what Kramer said. Do you think these hands have been? Soaking in ivory, son, ah! and even does the motion of strangling a, a, a human being. So, he, you know, this is leading more to the Kramer has killed someone. Uh, and then back to the Tonight Show, Jerry's finally doing his stand-up bit, and he's completely bombing. He's forgetting oh everything he really God. wanted to say. Yeah, he's about like, he's like TSA or not? It's not TSA at that point, but yeah, yeah. he's like, yeah, I sat. We were at the airport, and I had to set my bag up on the uh, the, the you um, know the uh, uh, conveyor belt. Yeah, I'm like. <laughs> Whoa! This hurt to watch. Yeah, yeah, it like, was crazy. Even, even though I know it's staged, and it, he he didn't actually yeah. bomb. It's so cringy it's to watch. Good recreation of a bombing. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, and then back to the LAPD station where the the detective thinks we have enough to put out an APB for Cra- for this Kramer character. Uh, and then cut back to the Tonight Show. Jerry is uh, bombed that he bombed, bummed that he bombed, <laughs> and they're walking through the hallways, and then. Look who pops up on the monitor. Keith Morrison. Uh, uh, Keith Morrison who? is still working for NBC to this day. Really? Yeah. I had no idea Jeez. that Keith Morrison went this far back. I don't know whether he was an actor at this point or a fledgling NBC bullpen guy that they were like, hey, we need a news guy for this spot. <laughs> we're going to pay scale. We can't use. I'm trying to think. We, Brokaw's not going to do it. Who wants, you know, who wants to work for a couple hours and do this news bit or whatever? Huh. Um, and so Keith Morrison, I love Keith, Keith Morrison because I love Bill Hader's impersonation of Keith Morrison on <laughs> SNL. Have you ever seen it? So no, it's I don't the think one I where he's, he hosts the datelines that are all about murders and like wives murdering okay. people, murder people like, and so he's always like, um, you know, the person will say, um, <clears throat> uh, well, you know, I, uh, I, the guy came in and he he had a big knife and he cut off my arm or whatever. He's like, oh, oh. He gets like really excited <laughs> when people get into the gory details about. It. He's like, yeah, well, but then I got away and he goes, oh. He's like, but then he found me. <laughs> ah. And uh, anytime, anytime it's going well, he gets is sad. And then he's like, I remember one time, you know, he's like, I, I walked in and the woman was lying in a pool of blood. He was like. Was that supposed to happen? It's like, well, no. It's like, ah. <laughs> it's, look up Bill Hader's Keith Morrison Daylight okay. skits from I'll, SNL. I'll look it up. But I, I was like, I can't believe. Uh, that's why I'm like, all right, that's another thing we'll have to research for next week that I'm like, what Keith Morrison was like in this situation. Where was he in his career? Because he, he's still working for NBC to this day. So it's pretty amazing. But he's got breaking news about. The smog strangler, or the smog strangling, is that what you have? Smog stranglings, yeah. The smog stranglings. Um, A new suspect, and the photo goes up. Uh, It's Kramer's headshot, and they say uh, the suspect known only as Kramer. Oh, yeah, like Keith Morrison even pauses, too. He takes a beat. He's like, he is known only as Kramer. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then, to be continued. George yeah. and Jerry yeah. look at each other, and we get a TBC. Uh, but like, e- even before we get like to the smog yeah. stranglings, I wanted to point this out. Like, Jerry's like walking out, blames like his whole bombing on Lupe, mm-hmm. and I-, I wrote this down. Like, back to the the white privilege. Ah. Like, uh, leave-, leave it to the white guy to blame it on the foreigner for something that's entirely his fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was definitely the brown person's fault. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, <laughs> the- no doubt. Th- that, per- that person who can only string together a few English words, <laughs> their fault. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, 
um, who is told to clean the room of garbage. How yes. dare they throw out garbage? How dare they throw exactly. out his garbage? <laughs> uh, and so then we end with, we do end with a stand up bit and uh, about how talk show hosts never know how, what time it is, how much time they have left on the show. Yeah. I find this kind of funny because... It was weak. Yeah, I get it and I don't. I mean, even working... I work in a timed environment. We have to get commercials on at a certain time. So you understand the the, uh, other side of this. Yeah, yeah. But you can be the... You can be the, well, actually, for this bit. But then again, I mean... They are good talk shows, I feel like, are, are filmed live to tape. So, for instance, I know Conan did his show that way. They would film literally, you know, th- that way That's the audience true. doesn't get tired and stuff like that. Yeah. To, the opposite way, George Lopez, I know, did it the opposite way where you just, you film for five hours and the audience is like, God, we're still here and he's got to really? recut this thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh my so, God, why? So, I, I don't know. Because George Lopez is awful. Um, like his sitcom or no, his, talk, his show? talk show? Yeah, Ugh. back when he had a talk show. Yeah, I found out that that wasn't live to tape. It was like completely recorded for a whole day, like a normal, like a sitcom, for instance. Um, but you know, with with people like Conan and probably the Tonight Show at this point, they would film live to tape and everything would run pretty smoothly. But then they yeah. would go back and edit it. So you figure like. If someone asked, oh, do we have time for this? They could answer mm-hmm. and then cut all that out later, but they leave it in sometimes, which I do think is weird. Yeah. Um, but um, but I do like the way he extrapolates the premise into, what if Magnum P.I. did that? And was like, oh, well, do I have time to uh, beat this guy up? I'll tell you what, how about a few shots of the face? We'll take a break. When we come back, I'll drive the car fast. I thought that was funny. Like, what if he teased the exact same way? It, it was... It was- it, it was funny. Yeah, it was just kind of weak. I thought it was a it was yeah. a weak premise that I thought he made better with a little absurd a little absurdity in there with the Magnum PI thing. Which, by the way, Magnum PI is back on TV, so that's timely again. Oh my How God. about that? <laughs> like you could watch this today and go, oh, I get that joke because I know what Magnum PI is. He beats people up and drives a fast car. So, uh, and that's the end of the episode. Uh, yeah, I mean, do we have any homework? I mean, I, I, let's look up Bill Hader's uh, Keith uh, Morrison. Somebody watch Keith Morrison. I'm just going to go watch him even though I've already seen him because okay. they're that good. Yeah, I'll, I'll look him up for sure. And we want to know where Keith Morrison was in his career in August of 1992, What if he was an NBC newsman or if he was just an intern <laughs> or what he was doing because yeah. I was so shocked to see him. Uh, and I think that's it, right? Yeah. Uh, do we want to come up with a better description for part one? What do we got? Uh, we got Jerry and George search for Kramer in Los Angeles with special guests George Went, Corman Burnson, and Elmerie Wendell. Honestly, they don't do that yet. Well, I guess they do. He makes that they, one. They do phone a little call. bit. I would say Jerry I th- and George. I think this is fine for what it is because yeah. it, it hides what actually happens, right? But also tells you what happens or what is going to happen. I would say Jerry brings George to L.A. for his Tonight Show appearance. Jerry's, not George's. I know the pronouns messed yes. up there. Jerry brings George to L.A. for Jerry's Tonight Show appearance, and they plan to search, and they also plan to search for Kramer. Something like that? Yeah, okay. Yeah, something. Is, or is that just too much? I think that's a little too much, okay. especially just Then I'm fine one. with what they got. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Jerry and George. Or so- Jerry, and George, Jerry brings George to L.A. for his Tonight Show appearance with a plan to search for Kramer. Yeah, I, that works. How about there, that? There we go. Yeah. And, uh, oh, well, what... What is this? Tim, I I just got a DM from the downvote. Oh, my. He's back. I, I don't, oh, my goodness. I don't know how. He just heard everything that we just said. We're, this episode hasn't come out and won't come out for another week yet. Well, that's weird. He just sent me another. This is impossible. Okay. I, I got I to gotta play this. Let's hear it. This is the downvoter. As you can tell by my distinctly recognizable tone of voice, I am the one who logs on. (laughs) 
that I did a little Insomnia Cafe sleuthing. Yeah, I, I mean, we tried We tried to do a little bit more research, so maybe we should try and do the more than no research. We do the bare minimum research. Is that is that kind of our, our goal for like season I've, four? I feel like I've already been doing the bare minimum of research. But we do the bare, we do the bare minimum research level of research. I don't so know you mean just one more level up? One more level of research. I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's pretty well-worn territory. I like going into this. <laughs> you know, I mean, I would hate for you to go in yeah, knowing something I like what about we're it. doing. Yeah, you know yeah. what? Forget the downvoter. We're going to keep doing what we were doing. And let me just look at our last, uh, uh, our Seinfeld post, which Ted is awesome enough to put up every single week uh, for the parking space, season three, episode 22. Wow, I just... Oh, there it's back up. This is being upvoted and downvoted by the second. Really? I'm gonna stop here because What are we is, at? Right now it's at eight points, Ooh. eight upvotes, eighty three percent upvoted. Okay. But I'm gonna reload again and see if it changes. We we now had Now it's six with seventy two. We had a comment. Now it's seven with seventy seven. We had a comment as yes, well from, we did. from uh You're not a machine, yeah. right? It says, okay. very We're- excited for you guys to finally get into season four. I love the first three seasons, but season four is where it becomes an all-time great show, IMO. It's also the most serialized season with a bunch of season-long story Ooh. arcs and two-part episodes. So that's why, I think that's why I thought today we were talking, I was like, are there more two-parters? Yeah, and, and I, I looked it up. Any? It's just yeah. the trip. That's the only two-parter. Is there more two-parters in the run of the show? Oh, maybe, that, maybe that's what he meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's all, yeah. Uh, and so, and you t- uh, wrote back to him, um, and you said you're looking forward to it and I am too. So take that down, but let me check one more time. Now it's five. No, but it's back to eight votes. What is going on? Why is it? No I one's actually n- sitting there going up and down. I have on this no thing. idea, but I'm going to stop it at eight points and 83% upvoted <laughs> because I like that. So yeah, I, I got to find, I got to do some research and try and find out who the hell our Reddit downvoter is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, that's that's going to be my additional amount of homework. Okay. Okay. I like it. Uh, is that it? Is that all we got? I think that's all we got. We okay. didn't get any uh, Tweety mentions, did we? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. I don't believe we did. Uh, all right. But anyway, next week we've got season four, episode two, The Trip Part Two. Original air date, August 19th, 1992. And if you're looking in TV Guide that night, you're going to see... While in Los Angeles, Jerry and George are picked up by the police. Kramer is a suspect in a series of serial murders. Which we already know. Literally what <laughs> we just talked about That's for the last just, like hour and 15 yeah. minutes. We don't, we, we're, we're learning that Jerry and George are getting picked up by police. I wonder if it's... Oh, they must call and say they know Kramer. I guess we'll find out. I'm I, guessing, no spoilers. Yeah. No spoilers. Okay, so that's next time on uh, the show. 
For No Hugging No... I didn't want to say on No Hugging No Learning, because yeah. I was about to say no, it I gotcha. again. I got gotcha. you. For No Hugging No Learning, I'm Tim Murphy. <laughs> I'm Ted Hollowell. Be good. <laughs>